You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Amen. You may be seated. What does it mean to be holy? Does it mean being pure and separate and apart? Or does it mean joining in the messy work of setting things right in the world? Is holiness determined by your relationship to worship and teachings or by your relationship to the rest of the world? You can make a good case for either definition. Certainly, scripture is filled with injunctions for us not to worship idols, to exercise self-control, to know and understand what God has revealed to us, and to avoid things and behaviors that defile us. There are other passages that define holiness as how we relate to one another, by enacting in the terms of Leviticus justice, impartiality, calling each other to account, not taking vengeance or holding grudges, ultimately loving your neighbor as yourself. This past week, I got to hear someone who has done some holy work, whose life is an example of how to live out both of these ways of being holy. Daryl Davis is a professional musician who has toured the world. He has played with Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, B.B. King, and Pine Top Perkins, and he now has his own band. As well known as he is for his performances on stage, he is perhaps more famous for what he does offstage. Davis has the nickname Clan Whisperer. He engages in dialogue and even befriends members of the Ku Klux Klan as a means of improving race relations. These one-on-one -on -one conversations are risky for Davis, a black man who goes into every encounter facing a person who is committed to hating and perhaps even harming him. And what he has found by engaging people in this way is simple and profound. The encounters start like this. Davis invites a member of the KKK, typically a grand dragon or other leader, to meet with him for a conversation. They talk, Davis listens. They don't agree on everything, but they do agree on some things. Davis shows respect. He states his own opinions and understandings, even scientific and historical facts that contradict what the Klansmen telling, tell him, without raising his voice or denigrating the other person. They meet again and again, sometimes over the course of years. They meet in each other's homes, often over a meal. They invite Mr. Davis to a Klan rally. He attends. Slowly, the racist lies that these Klan members have believed all their lives begin to dissolve in the face of both respect and truth. They see in their friend a human being who is not like the caricatures they believe were true of all non-white people. 
They begin to see that the things they have based their lives on are not true. And they have to make a choice. They can change their lives and follow the truth, or they continue living a lie. And in many cases, they choose change. Mr. Davis has a collection of clan robes and hoods given to him by members who have left. Now, sometimes I stand in this pulpit and I tell stories like this as a way to address racism itself directly. That work is important. And I am in no way not addressing that today. But what I want to call attention to today is the way that Mr. Davis' approach lives into the life that God is calling us and has been calling us from the beginning, a life of holiness. Daryl Davis goes into every encounter knowing who he is. He is a man of faith, and he has used his Christian faith, faith as a basis for some of his clan conversations and in fact, sometimes he carries his Bible into those meetings to be part of those conversations. He knows who he is. Nothing anyone says to him diminishes this belief. As many of the holiness codes in scripture outline for us, Mr. Davis is clear who God is and who he is in relationship to God. He exercises self-control and avoids behaviors that contradict those beliefs. At the same time, Mr. Davis is also enacting holiness by engaging in the messy work of setting things right. He pursues justice. He holds people to account. And in all of this, he loves his neighbors as he loves himself even when it's hard and dangerous. Daryl Davis says he's successful in befriending and changing the lives of Klan members because he gives them the same things that all people want. Love, respect, fairness, and to be heard. When you show people these things, he says, they will eventually respond in kind. In other words, he loves them as he loves himself. And this is hard, hard work. It's scary at times, and it's frustrating and infuriating. He faces people who do not love him. And yet by showing love, he eventually receives it in kind. The message from God to all the congregation through Moses, is this. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And the markers of that holiness are then listed. They are all ways we are to treat one another. Be just. Don't slander. Don't profit from the blood of another. Don't hate. Don't take vengeance or bear a grudge. And because we human beings are not great at remembering even the simplest of instructions, the prophets reminded us people over the centuries, and then Jesus reminded us again, love God, 
love your neighbor. Often we remind ourselves of this principle by focusing on who exactly counts as our neighbor. Today, I want to remind you that this principle of loving our neighbors stems from the very first part of God's message through Moses. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. To live a holy life, treat others as if they are holy. You are, they are, because God is. What Daryl Davis's conversations reflect are the understanding that all humans are made in God's image. And when we live as if that's true, it can overcome attempts to see some as better and some as lesser. Daryl Davis is not perfect. He has his critics and he messes up sometimes. That should be encouraging for us because we're not perfect either. Not every encounter we have with other people will be as difficult or as unusual as the ones Daryl Davis has had with members of the Klan. And our encounters won't all end up with someone's heart changing from a lifetime of hate. Yet I know that every encounter you have with any other human being gives you the opportunity to treat them as if they are holy and to conduct yourself as if you are holy, because you are. The holiness of God is reflected in human beings. We are holy because God is holy. This is the link between the two great commandments that Jesus lifts up. These commandments are not separate. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, you shall be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Amen. Mm -hmm.